You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Podcast Network. On this week's episode, we will be discussing a very interesting young adult fiction novel called 13 Minutes by Sarah Pinborough. Yeah. Yeah. Sit of right. Uh, but before we dive into this week's book club style episode, Chelsea, what have you been up to? A lot, apparently. It looks like more than it is. Okay. Um, <laughs> So, one, finally finished season four of Dawson's Creek. It took forever. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It took a long time, but we're taking a break now. And we started watching Vampire Diaries. Yes! I love that show. I'm still not done with the last season. Well, because we talked about it on the last episode and... Eamon wanted to take a break in between season four and five, so we were like, let's start a cool new show, and we picked that one. We'll probably not watch all eight seasons, like, all the way through. We'll probably take breaks, as we usually do, but I'm excited. I like it. It's it's funny because I've seen the pilot before. Uh In fact, I've seen, like, the first few episodes before when it originally aired, and it, it's, like, so different from when I watched it then. Because I was, like, in high school when it was on. Yeah. And, like, when it started. And now I'm, like, obviously much older. But, like, not much older, but older. And I'm, like, oh, my God. It just feels like such a baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when you watch it, it's so funny. Like, um, I watched, I think, I want to say I watched the first, like, four seasons while it was on. Mm-hmm. I think it's before they went to college. I'm not really sure when I, I, I missed episodes like in between and then mm-hmm. I couldn't, and then like one of them didn't record on, on the DVR. So then I couldn't mm-hmm. watch it. And then it wasn't posting up on demand. And then it was just like <laughs> a nightmare. Yes. So then I just stopped watching it and then decided like I should finish it. So I still have all of season eight, but like it's so many episodes. It's like it's like 22 to 24 episodes a season. It's ridiculous, which feels like forever nowadays. Like when I see a season has like 24 episodes, I'm like, oh, God, (laughs) don't don't try to watch Supernatural then, because that's 13 years worth of 20 something episodes a season. That's why I've been waiting. I took like a four year break with that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but other than watching those those shows, I also finished Glow season two, which was freaking amazing because I started it and I talked about it last week, but we finished it this week. And holy moly, it's so freaking good. Like it's one of my favorite things I've watched this year. So that's awesome. If anyone's, you know, on the fence about watching that show, definitely watch it. Um, you know who's in it? Freaking uh, Fit. No, what was his name? Piz from Veronica Mars. Oh, Piz. Yeah. Poor guy. And Poor it's guy. weird because he has like this 80, like they definitely make his hair like 80s, like volumized. And it's so weird. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Oh man, I like love it's it. it's perfectly in the style, but like it just you you just look at it and you're like, oh man, this is not the guy I know. <laughs> <laughs> and then we also got Pitch Perfect three on Blu-ray as like a that was one of Eamon's birthday Blu-rays, so we watched that. That was fun. And then last but not least, I've been reading a book called Ramona Blue by Julie Murphy, which. I'll probably talk more about in a later episode, but it's pretty oh. good so far. Yeah. No one knows what that future episode is, but teaser. Nope. <laughs> I don't even know what it's about. So it's a the teaser one, for everyone. The one that we're doing on the 30th. Oh, I'm so excited for that episode. Yes, me too. But uh, yeah, that's really about it. I've just been working, watching TV and reading. So Katie, what have you been up to? 
Um, well, we had this very weird... It was a holiday right in the middle of the week, which just wrecks your <laughs> entire week. Yes, it does. Um, because, like, you go to work Monday, Tuesday, and then you have Wednesday off for the 4th of July. And then you have to go back to work, and it felt like we had a second Monday. And yeah. Somebody I work with was like, no joke, I walked in looking for bagels because we usually have bagels on Monday at work. Oh, nice. And he was like, there's no bagels. Alice, he's like, oh, it's Thursday. It's not bagel. <laughs> oh, poor guy. <laughs> really disappointed, I'm sure. It was, he was very disappointed. It was very funny, though. Um, but I mean, the 4th of July was good. I did absolutely nothing. I didn't even I only left the house because uh, at a certain point during the day, it started to smell like an electrical fire in my house. And we got very concerned that like our house was catching on fire. Yes. So, um, turns out that the, uh, wires for our air conditioning upstairs fried. Oh, wow. <laughs> and the fan burnt out. So when the AC for upstairs came on, that's where the smell was coming from. Ah, gotcha. And they fixed it. They got on Tuesday. On like, no, on, yeah, Tuesday this, no, two days ago. So like Thursday, whatever day, the day before it was supposed to be super hot. Yeah. Whatever day, Thursday. So it happened Wednesday. They came out on Thursday and fixed it. And they told us without actually telling us that some person that had redone the wiring that lived in this house before us redid it. And he was like, I'm not saying you could have had an electrical fire, but I'm not saying you couldn't have. Yikes. And Yikes. we're like, oh, okay, so we, we almost died. Got it. Like, we could have died. <laughs> nice. But they Lovely. fixed it. He completely redid all the wiring and replaced it so that it's, like, actually safe now. And then That's our good. air conditioning works. And thank God, because it was 115. Yuck. I'm I'm so sorry. I know my, my parents' AC also broke, and I still don't think it's fixed. So I, I'm, like... I'm feeling for everyone there. I'm so sorry. It was so hot on Thursday. Like, oh my God. Or Friday. It was Friday. I keep getting my days mixed up because it's Sunday. Um, Friday, it was 115 at my house. And then it was like 111 in Pasadena and then Los Angeles. It was hotter here in Southern California than it was in Las Vegas, which is in the middle of the desert, people. Like, think about that. It was hotter here than anywhere else. My parents' house was like 120. It was ridiculous. It, it was, was so gross. awful. It's because we had a monsoon came in or well, something. Know, just casually. And like it <laughs> trapped all the heat in and it was so awful. So, um, but uh, on the 4th of July, I watched nothing but Captain America movies because it was like they were having a marathon. Because <laughs> it's his birthday. It is. He's 100. 100 is a new 20. Yeah. Um, and I watched Independence Day, of course. Which classic 4th of July movie. Exactly. Also, shout out to Jeff Goldblum, because you can't have a 4th of July without Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman. Like, you can't. And Will Smith. Absolutely. So, um, I also finished season one of Hannibal. Oh, nice. How was that? Um, it is a very disturbing show, but I love it. Um, also... I tweeted about, I don't know if I mentioned that I tweeted that I was watching it. And then all of a sudden the entire Fanable, like the entire, they're called Fanables. So they're the fans of Hannibal, like just out of nowhere. They were like, we're so happy. Welcome to our fandom. And then it just like blew up. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) So they welcomed you with open arms. That's so nice. (laughs) Yes. I was like, it's such a nice fandom about a show that's just so intense and murdery. Yeah. I know they're Dang. I know they're very like intense fans like like very passionate it's like definitely a cult fandom for sure Absolutely. And they're very passionate about that show. And I understand. I mean, it's a very good show. I think it's another show that's a victim of its network to be honest. Yes. Poor Brian Fuller. Oh, it's such a good show. I can't wait to get like I mean, I finished season 2 episode 1, so I need to I'm going to keep going. Um and I watched uh, I'm almost done with Riverdale season two. Like I'm Girl. on the season finale, but I couldn't watch it yesterday because I had to go somewhere and I was sitting there and I was like yelling for Michelle upstairs. I was like, Michelle, just one more episode, please. Before we leave, can I watch? 
So oh I'm going to watch it after this because I got to know what happens. Of course you know. do. I got to know. Um, and the reason I couldn't finish it yesterday is because I went to Anime Expo. Yes. Which, once again, still shocked you went. <laughs> yes. Um, I mean, I'm, I like anime. I'm not like super, super into it, but I've been watching more since um, some friends of mine are really, really in anime, specifically like Michelle really likes anime, but also like Irwin is huge into anime and uh, he's been recommending stuff for me to watch. I mean, like I watch all the Miyazaki movies and stuff like that and I watch some other stuff. I mean, we did an entire episode about anime. So this is true. Um, I didn't know Michelle liked anime. That's cool. She does. She really likes anime a lot. Uh, so she really wanted to go. So I got us tickets to go. And it was different from any convention I've ever been to. It mm-hmm. was extremely large and very busy. Yeah. Um, the artist Alley was in the parking structure. Are you serious? Yeah. So you know where we took photos of Dee? Yeah. For uh, her her walking oh, dead no. cosplay you mean uh micah micah sorry not d no that's okay but d was, was that like, anime <laughs> expo <laughs> yes she was uh you know where we took pictures of micah right in the yes in the, in the structure it was that level of the parking structure they had all the lights on and it was the entire level was nothing but artists that's insane that must have been yeah. hot it was okay because that parking structure is underground, so it was oh, like okay. it was okay. I mean, it, it it did not smell very nice, to be honest, and it was very hot in there, yeah. but not like extremely hot. Oh wow! That's, so they must have just been like they just must have had so many booths bought that they had to move Artist Alley. They did. So like we went into the hall, and the main hall was full of like people selling stuff, and then like other booths. And stuff like that. And then they had an entirely other, like, the other hall on the opposite side of the convention center was, like, entertainment stuff. So, like, video games. So, Blizzard was there. They had Magic the Gathering and, like, a bunch of other card games and stuff and Mm -hmm. video games and things like that. Um, So, that's probably why the Artist Alley ended up being in the parking structure. It was just very strange because we were looking for it and couldn't find it. Yeah. But then we were like, oh, we couldn't find it because it's in this parking structure. That must be why parking sucked when we got there. Yeah. Parking parking would have sucked. And I hope, like, people were able to find it okay because otherwise the artists wouldn't have been able to sell much. Oh, trust me. There were more than enough people in there to the oh, point where okay. it was, like, so packed that when you got to the space in between the the big rows so like the aisle way yeah. it was like a breath of fresh air because you were so compact and it was always like sorry sorry yeah sorry because you're like running so into it was everyone like going to bad. san diego comic-con basically yeah, it's it's basically that so like wow. i would say that as far as like conventions of this type like i have now been to probably all of the major ones in southern california at this point mm-hmm. so like um Comic-Con I've been to, now Anime Expo, and then I think, like, the next biggest would be LA Comic-Con is getting pretty high up there on the busy list. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. 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 LA Convention Center is um, interesting. It was, it was great. I got some stuff. Cool. Not a lot of stuff that had to do with anime. I did buy a Betty pop figure, though, <laughs> to go with my Jughead. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then after we left the Anime Expo, we went to downtown a little bit, and we went to this uh, pasta place that... Connor had been telling me about called Macaroni Republic. Oh my god. Like best pasta ever. Nice. Like so good. I want to go there. The only problem was is that that place air conditioning not a thing. They don't have that. Like it's didn't gross. have it or maybe like, it was broken. I'm I'm not entirely sure which it is, but it was pretty it's pretty toasty. Ooh. In that building. Yeah. So we survived, though. Worth the pasta. Worth it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah. So Chelsea and I just want to take a second to thank all of our listeners out there. And we hope you're still enjoying all of our episodes. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Tea Time where you, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget that you can leave us comments about the week's episodes on our website, Tea Time with KC. Dot com because we like the comments. Yes. N- nice comments specifically. 
Yes. I'm just saying. We don't need that um, negativity. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> and Constructive don't criticism forget- is fine. <laughs> yes. And don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek network uh, while you're at it. So Geekitude and the geek to geek podcast are amazing and you should listen to them because we love them and they love us. Uh, and here's some short promos. If you still aren't convinced, I'm void and I'm beach and together we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan. And I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. And we're back. So as I mentioned earlier this week, Chelsea and I are kind of doing another book club style episode, and we realized after we picked this topic that we should probably start giving our listeners a heads up like the month before so that if you guys actually want to pick up the book and read it too, you have time and not just like a surprise (laughs) book episode. Exactly. (laughs) Like today. So... Yeah, I can't fix it now. It's too late. <laughs> it is, yeah. So, so if you need to, go pause it, go get the book, read it real quick, and then come right back. <laughs> I mean, you can do it because I literally finished this book like 30 minutes ago, so anything is possible. Yeah, I finished this book within a few days once I got going, so. It took me a while. I was too busy watching Hannibal, and I was like, I need to read this book. And I was like, oh, but another episode of Hannibal. I have a problem. You're okay. Distraction problem. <laughs> so anywho, so the book that we're going to be dissecting is called 13 Minutes by Sarah Pinborough. Uh, it was originally published in Febu- on February 13th in 2016. Um, the genre for this book is a young adult fiction, but it's a thriller, mystery, suspense, psychological fiction, which all does fit with this novel. Yeah, Definitely. Um, I looked at Goodreads to see what the book rating is, and out of 4,986 ratings for this book, it has a 3.89 out of 5 stars. Doesn't surprise me. True. No, because it's it's very, like, split in terms of opinion. People either really like it or don't. I can see that, because there were some parts of it where, like, I felt like the book was kind of moving too slow. Like, I wanted it to go faster. Because there were parts where I was just reading it, and I'm like, how much longer is this chapter? Like, I just need it to end. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to read the description of this book from the actual book jacket, because I took it off the book, and I'm holding it now. Nice. Yay. (laughs) So Natasha is the most popular girl in school, so why was she pulled out of a freezing river... After being dead for 13 minutes, she doesn't remember how she ended up in the icy, icy water that night, but she does know this. It isn't an accident and she wasn't suicidal. Now Natasha's two closest friends, who are usually her loyal sidekicks, are acting strangely. Natasha turns to Becca, the best friend she dumped years before, to help her figure out the mystery. At first, Becca isn't sure that she even wants to help Natasha, but as she is drawn back into Natasha's orbit, Becca starts putting the pieces together. As an outsider, Becca believes that she may be the only one who can uncover the truth, which is far from twisted, is far more twisted than she ever imagined. That's a very accurate book jacket description. Very much so. Um, yeah. So, The Times, London, so this book is... British. Yes, 100%. Um, they're calling it, the Times London calls it Mean Girls for the Instagram Age, which is actually fairly an accurate description, I feel like. Yeah, I would say it, it's more like 
Pretty Little Liars, but, like, but it works. Yeah. I mean, the reviews seem to be all pretty, pretty good. It is a page turner, I would say, but there are parts where I was just like, I'm page turning just to get past this part. Yeah. It, like, <laughs> I feel like the beginning was hard to get into because you had to kind of understand the format. Like, like we can talk about that first is like the format, the format, yeah. the format was very different. It wasn't in first person. It wasn't always in third person. It was in third person some of the time and first person other times because there were journal entries and there were like interview transcripts and there were like, you know, detective notes. So like the point of view changed quite frequently. So you kind of had to like, didn't it take you like a while to kind of adjust to like who the heck was like the main character or like not the main character, but like who was talking, like who you were reading about basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was actually, so I get kind of frustrated with books like that, that constantly switch between point of views. Um, I'm okay with like a couple switches, but it switched between like Becca and Haley and Jenny and Tasha and Aiden. And then and it the was detective <laughs> and detective. And then the, the, the therapist, um, and the therapist. And it was like going in between like everybody's perspective. Even Jamie had like a chapter where mm-hmm. it was like from his perspective, I was just like, pick a person. Yeah. So that wasn't like, that would for me be like, negative Mm -hmm. but like overall I enjoyed the story yeah I I, think you know I think it needed it for the style of story that it was trying to tell that it had to switch between perspectives otherwise you'd be missing a huge chunk of the story so I understood like its necessity it was just like oh who's talking now Yeah, so it's, like, really confusing once you get there, but once you get to, like, the plot twist and you understand, like, you had to look at it from that point of view, you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But then you kind of are, like, a bit frustrated from the first, like, third of the book. I will say, like, two-thirds in, I was like, wait, what? Like, Yeah. No, that's (laughs) what got me. Yeah. Like, well, maybe, like, should we do spoilers, like, a little bit later into the episode and keep it semi-general now, or no? Yeah, we can hold spoilers until, like... Or should we just go for it? I mean, there's going to be spoilers because we're going to be talking about the book. This is true, so spoilers. (laughs) So spoilers. But, I mean, I guess, like, so one of the questions I have was, like, you kind of answered it already. Like, what was your initial reaction to the book? And it said, like, did it hook you immediately or did it take some time? So, like, it seems like it took time. It definitely took me some time. Yeah, I think I, like, that was my problem with, like, it taking so long to read it. Was because it didn't get hooked until, like, the back third of the book. Until, like, things started to get crazy. And I was like, but wait. (laughs) Yeah. Who did it? I don't (laughs) understand. Well, and, like, fun fact for the listeners, like, we tried to do this as our June book. And it got pushed to now. I mean, like, like you said, once you get into the book, like once I got about halfway through, like I was like, okay, I'm in, I'm in, let's read this book. Let's get this done. Like I was into it. It just unfortunately took such a while to start. Yeah. Which is a bummer. Yeah. Cause it is a good book. Like overall, I think it is a good book. It's just that it takes some time. Like you have to stick with it to get to that where it's like oh i see i see like because then it like switched and stayed with becca most of the time yeah for a good chunk of the time yeah yeah so the next question i have is do you think this story was plot driven or character driven (sighs) i mean i guess character driven yeah because i I would say it is well I guess the thing that I was maybe trying to, like, finish the book to read is to find out the plot. Well, okay. (laughs) I mean, it depends on how you'd qualify, like, plot-driven versus character-driven. Like, did I keep reading it for the characters? No. Did I keep reading it for the plot? Yes. Was it very, like, character 
like was the character development more in play than the plot? Possibly. It I feel like this book is a bit confusing on that because there were parts where where the characters were really pushing the story forward, but the story was so convoluted like it was supposed to be yes um, it was supposed to mess with your head because like I think that you're supposed to be reading this story more from the perspective of Becca because she's yeah. the main character I would say of this story so for her like you get the book starts out with like with Tasha right yeah with Natasha and like what happened to her in the novel and then it switches immediately to like Becca's perspective and finding out what happened to Tasha and then you learn about like how she was friends with her but isn't anymore and that like she had a falling out with all of her friends but you don't know why she had the falling out Mm -hmm. with them and then like as the story progresses it just gets more twisted like until it gets pointed out that everything was just so neatly like wrapped up with a bow that you're like oh my god like yeah. what we thought isn't really what we thought. So like exactly. everything, it feels very like the other book. Uh, One of us is lying. A lot of people say that 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 those two books are very similar. Okay, because it wasn't like until the end where you were like, "What? What?" Exactly. Like- <laughs> yeah, because like exactly, you're exactly right. Like I read this book in the similar way of of one of us is lying where I was like, I need to know what happens now. And you're just yes. like sitting there and just reading it and reading it and reading it. Um, what do you think about Tasha? Um, that she is a cold, hard sociopathic B word. Yes. Agreed. Super manipulative because, but also like I was getting very, I got angry with two people specifically Okay. Becca and with Tasha, because I thought that Becca was awful. She is an awful person. She, yeah. Like I wanted to sympathize with her because I could feel that she was supposed to be the character that we rooted for, but she like, she was not great. (laughs) No, the way that she treated. So like, so there was the the Barbies, right? So like yeah. I guess some like background will help people that are listening to this story. Yes, because they're <laughs> just sort of all over the place. So there's the Barbies. So it's Natasha, Haley, and Jenny. And mm-hmm. Becca used to be part of that group. Uh, minus Jenny. Haley, with minus Jenny, and then Jenny was added and replaced Becca, who was kicked out of the group for unknown reasons at the time at the beginning of the book. So then uh, Becca started dating. Aiden, who once asked out Natasha, but then started dating Becca, and they're hot and heavy. And Becca's got a friend who is Hannah, who's this very nice, sweet, kind girl who she considers a nobody. And she talks so much crap, like internal monologue about Hannah. Like every time she'd say something rude and insensitive, like, oh, I don't understand why she's friends with her parents or she always has to like nag on me. I was like, she's your friend. I was going to say like, she's looking out for you. She's She's concerned about you. She's caring about you. Like, how rude. <laughs> and she was so blinded by her own selfishness about her friendship with Hannah. She used to say that, oh, Hannah doesn't have any other friends. But in reality, she had a bunch was, of friends. I was going to say, Becca it was couldn't Becca. See, <laughs> like, Becca couldn't see past herself. Yeah. And it's Becca who didn't have any other friends other than Hannah. Mm-hmm. And, like, it made me super angry, like, how quick she was to dump and lie to Hannah to be friends with Tasha again that it, like, made me really angry. I had a friend in high school named Tasha that was, like, like, oh, my God, awful. (laughs) Oh, really? So are you connecting a lot with this? (laughs) A little bit. A little bit. But I was, like, connecting more on the Hannah side, like, feeling, like how Hannah feels mm-hmm. like she's just trying to look out for you and make sure that you're okay and want to spend time with you, but you're just being awful. Yeah, I agree. <sighs> God. 
So, yeah. So I don't, I don't know. Just it's sort of like stuck in between being pushed because you don't really know what the plot of the story is until, like, obviously the plot until is the plot to, twist. Yeah, <laughs> is like you know the plot of the story. Part of it is to figure out what happened to Tasha. Like, how did she yeah. end up in the icy river and she died for thirteen minutes? Like, how did that happen? How did she end up there? And then she said like she didn't remember anything. So you're like, oh, is she gonna get her memories back? Yeah. And the reader was being just as manipulated as the characters in the story. Yes, because you were because think, you were thinking like, oh, like I like you wish you got you wish she got her memory back, and like you're rooting for Becca and Tasha to figure it out together and to like become friends again. And then boom. <laughs> I will say though that there were times where I was kind of skeptical about how Natasha was acting i guess well true you you didn't trust her a hundred percent but i kind of thought she really like like i did still genuinely think that she didn't remember and that she wanted to remember and therefore was i i thought she was just using becca to figure out what happened not to actually be her friend again yeah you know what i mean Exactly. So I feel like we need to jump into spoilers now. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, like, do you remember the part where you stopped trusting Natasha? Not specifically. Like, do you have a specific time? I started to, like, really get angry with the way that she was acting when she immediately, as soon as Haley and Jenny got arrested, um, when she like immediately dumped, uh, like dumped Becca as a friend. Mm -hmm. And then like, actually like the moment that she friended, uh, Aiden and sent him that Facebook message. I was like, what is she doing? Yeah. When she did that, I was like, Ooh, no, no, no. And then for me, you know, now thinking back at it, the moment she like suddenly remembered everything. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, we're obviously in spoilers. I just want people to know, like, if you are planning to read this book and you're still listening and you haven't read it, like, stop now. (laughs) Yeah. If you, but like when Hannah gets killed. Yeah. And she just, boom, suddenly remembers everything. I was like, "Mm, that's a little convenient. (laughs) Yeah, because she, like, all of a sudden remembers everything. And also her reaction to to Hannah dying was not how everybody else reacted. And also, like, I was trying to think of, like, when the light fell, I was trying to remember back to when Haley moved the light. It said that she re-hooked up the security, the safety chain. Mm -hmm. So I was like, how did it fall? Like, unless she went back. But then, like, when when Becca, like, got there, I was like, oh, oh, Yeah, same. I was like, oh, duh. Duh, of course she did it. I was like, the thing was, is like, I was already suspicious of of Tasha before Becca got there. Yeah. And I was like, I was getting frustrated while reading. I was like, can she just get with me? Like, I need her to be where I am. You're like, Like, catch up, Becca. She is not good. (laughs) I was like, get on this. Why are you losing your mind? I was like, when she started freaking out, like when Aiden dumped her at the funeral, yeah. And then and then Tasha like dumped her as a friend immediately after that. I was like, "Oh. Oh." And then like how convenient that her friends were like, "Oh, the guitarist. They're meeting right now." And I was yeah. like, "Get with it." I was Come like, on. "Wow." <laughs> I was like, "This is so like manipulation 101, 100%." Yeah. Oh, like god. She oh was god. such a a B word. She was just such a B word. Oh my like, God. And when she looked up at her when they were sitting at the Starbucks and she gave oh her that smile, God. I was like, dude, oh my God. And you knew like, like I wanted to like lose my, you know, I, I wanted to get like mad. I can't even imagine how Becca would feel. And of course she couldn't 
because she would have looked crazy, which is exactly what Tasha wanted her to do. Exactly. Is to look crazy so no one would believe her. Which is exactly what was happening until, um, and like, I'm actually very glad that she deleted all of her social media at that time because she was like, I can't see it. I was like, of course, everybody's going to turn on you and isolate you. And then even her teacher was like, when her art teacher started staying all that stuff, I was like, come on, Becca, get the Uh wheels turning. I was like, I'm here. I need you to meet with me. Come on. (laughs) Do you like how like slow and gentle that art teacher was being of basically saying like, don't trust her. Like, (laughs) I know. She was like, come on, Becca, think back to when you were young. Remember this? Remember that? Like, And her teacher's how- just like, come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, I've already was suspicious of her. Get with me. Come on, Becca, catch up. It's like, I was suspicious of her when she was nine. <laughs> oh, my God. Becca, so, like, it's really funny that people keep calling this, like, the mean girls of the Instagram age. Because I felt very like this felt very mean girls like that Becca was more of the Katie Heron character where she was like pulled into the plastics and then pushed out of them. And then she like she kind of like sabotages herself by joining in a way. Exactly, which is what ended up in a, in a specific way is that like that's why like Haley said all that stuff about like she's like you're being when she said to her mom while she was arrested that like that she was um that Becca was being used. Yeah. And it was very clear that that's what ended up being. And like the thing was is that so like we keep saying that Haley and and Jenny got arrested and it's because uh when Tasha magically got her memory back. Like all of a sudden when a giant light fell and murdered Hannah, um, she basically spun this entire elaborate story about how like, uh, Tasha got this mysterious text to meet in their meeting place where the three, where the Barbies go. And then like, she showed up and they like drugged her and tied her to a tree. And like, did all of this stuff to her because she found out a secret that they didn't want her to know. And then she like, didn't know how she fell in the water. Like, yeah. Cause they thought, or she said that they like drugged her cause they made her drink that wine or something. Yeah, it and was that wine she, that like, had stumbled, drugs in it. Yeah. And she like stumbled into the river and like trying to get away from them or something. Yeah, that, exactly. That, yeah. And like, it's because Jenny was like banging her teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, can't have a teen story without a, some sort of teacher student relationship going on. By the way, how super gross was it that Haley was basically like her wingman in the sense that like they'd walk together to where the teacher was parked and then she'd just, like, go hang out while they banged. And then, like, when they were done, he'd give them both a ride home. Like, that's super gross. That is, it's very just nah. Like, <laughs> Like, what? when I read that, I was like, that is not normal. <laughs> I mean, granted, like, we both watched Pretty Little Liars and that had student-teacher relationship. And then after True, Spencer but it wasn't. It wasn't out. like they were like, hey, you go bang while I chill over here on this corner and then yeah, we both no. drive in this car. Like <laughs> That never happened. No. I mean, there was the time where she was talking, where Spencer was on the phone with with uh, Aria and she was mm-hmm. like, are you in his apartment? Are you on his bed? Like there was yeah. that scene, which was really funny. But yes. like it was not like I mean, like, I can see the similarities a little bit with, like, the student-teacher relationship. But at the same time, I'm like, no. No. And plus, wasn't he, like, 40? He was older. Because I thought at first, I thought for sure when they said a teacher got arrested. It was the young teacher, I went with Mr. Jones, the drama teacher, immediately. And I was like, oh, that's not right. Because they talk throughout the whole book about how, like, super cute he is and everyone's into him and everyone flirts with him. Yeah. And all this. And I for sure, like, you, God, we were so manipulated throughout this book. Yeah. Like, Good if you job. actually, like, so this is, this is the tricky thing about this book, is we talk about how difficult it was to read in the beginning, but once you get to the plot twist and get to the end, 
and you think about all of it and you think about how clever it was, you go, holy crap, this was great, a great book. <laughs> yeah, that was because the, the amount of like, detail is insane. Uh, well, like, because thinking back, you uh, used to hear all the time about how Jenny always had to go meet her maths teacher because yes. she was redoing her stuff. And I'm like, oh, it's because she's hooking up with him. That's why she always has to go with, like, she's got maths stuff. Yeah. And, like, I was like, oh. Who <laughs> makes more sense? <laughs> and then, like, the diary that she was writing for the therapist, she was using that, even that, as a manipulative tool, which yes. she was using, the author was using to manipulate the reader. Bravo. Yep. Her. Bravo. Um, <laughs> but I thought for sure that she was going to try to kill Becca at the end. Oh, I definitely thought she, and I think she was, but they, didn't they both stumble into the water? Well, I because, like, she was telling her her entire plan. I was Which like... Which I was like, come she's on. Gonna, I was like, Becca, honey, she gonna murder you. She, like, the killer yes. doesn't just tell you everything that they're going to do and then let you live. Exactly. I was but like... <laughs> at the same time, I think that because... So, I'm, like, 100% sure that uh, Tasha is a sociopath. And oh, a person yeah. who is a sociopath, like, they are very manipulative about everything, but also they like to feel superior. And then Mm -hmm. also she felt impressed that Becca had kind of figured stuff out that, that Becca was more on her intellectual level, which is probably why she changed her mind on not killing her because she could still be superior over her, but she had somebody that was more on her like level of thinking but would still follow her exactly exactly because when you think about the reasons why that she like wove this intricate plan to get Haley and jenny arrested like over the reason why like is absolutely ridiculous because it is like, was it the therapist says that something that you and I or like that Becca would find just annoying and frustrating, like somebody who's a sociopath takes it as like like a dagger to the heart, basically, like as a total utter betrayal, like betrayal, betrayal worthy, worthy of basically killing. Yes. So like in the end. Like what happens is, is that um, she waves, weaves this like super intricate plan on framing Haley and Jenny for trying to kill her. So like originally her 13 minutes of dying was not in her plan. And she because Jamie, the guy that rescued her, she had planned for Jamie to she had watched people like in that area and knew exactly what time and when. Um, like what time, like where Jamie would be walking his dog down by the river so that she could like fake that she fell in and was unconscious. The only thing that she didn't bank on was him being late and the water being as cold as it was because she ended up drowning. Yeah. And having to be and dying for 13 minutes. Yeah. So that's not something that she banked on. And she is the one who actually like manipulated the light and Hannah dying was also not part of her plan. Nope. Cause she thought it was just going to fall. Yes. With no one there. But then Hannah insisted on standing in her place because, okay. Like when she was like faking sick, did you yeah. think right away she was lying? I wasn't really sure because she was like, it was doing that thing of like, oh, I don't feel so good. And then Haley was pushing so hard for her to just yeah. get over it. And I was like, Haley's trying to kill her with the light. Exactly. That was my first thought. <laughs> right? Like, that's the, that's how we were manipulated again is like the way the author presented it was so like, look, Haley's trying to kill her. Haley's trying to kill her. But really like Tasha was trying to like oh no I feel sick I can't stand there (laughs) like yeah and that was the thing is that like that was just Haley just over Tasha's BS that's what it was exactly she was just frustrated with her and then she wanted to make it look like she like they had tried to kill her again 
to yeah. give them more evidence to like get them in trouble but she didn't necessarily want them to like go up for murder that's she, what she just said wanted too. like she just wanted to punish them and get them in, in a little bit of trouble but she ended up getting them in a lot of trouble she's like eh, oh well <laughs> yeah uh, it's fine they're <laughs> she's like they won't be in jail forever they'll come back like Jeez. they'll be back being my friends because they need it and like poor so, freaking jenny was like psychologically damaged from all this oh like, both of those girls will never be okay <laughs> poor <no>. girls <laughs> But, like, in the end, they're, like, going for this walk, and she, like, gave her back. There was, like, a video that she had filmed of the uh, the Jenny Haley teacher thing. Yeah. And that she didn't realize is that Haley had her arm in a sling when she filmed that video, which would mm-hmm. not have corroborated her story about how she had filmed it prior to that. Like, after yeah. that about like the day before she ended up in the river because yeah, it was actually Haley's filmed like months fine. before exactly i was like mm-hmm. oh look at you not thinking look i was you. really surprised she overlooked that to be honest with how detailed the rest of her planning was i was really shocked well there was two things that she screwed up on which was the video that she had recorded and then also the uh, buying the cell phones because she knew that the camera would see her, but she didn't anticipate the other cameras in the area, which was a rookie mistake. Rookie mistake, indeed. Like, she left the store and was like, oh, chill, I'm off camera now, and then just, like, took off everything. But, like, hello, street cameras. Um, also, I want to point out that the that the detective starting to hook up with the guy who saved the girl who was... Uh, who... Like, who drowned. Who drowned and, like, all that. I was like, that is a huge no-no. <laughs> yeah, you don't hook up with the witnesses, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, because he's a witness in the case. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, I kind of shipped it only because, like, Jamie was actually, like, a decent person. He was the yeah. only decent person in the entire book. And but Hannah. At the same, Poor Hannah. And, well, true, and Hannah. Hannah and, uh, and Jamie. But, like... Yeah, it's like you said, like that. No, you do. You don't hook no. up with the like a huge witness in this case. Also, like the boyfriend of like somebody that you had suspected might have murdered somebody who had committed suicide, like is living in that same house with the per- the witness that you're hooking up with. Detective. Yeah, come on. Come on. <laughs> but I mean. Did you think that she was going to die at the end? No, I definitely didn't think she was going to die. But at the same time, when it happened, I was like, you know, if it's going to end any of it, you know, if it's going to end this way, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Like, I'm not sad she died, basically. (laughs) I mean, that's really terrible to say, but she was a terrible person. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Like, a hundred percent. And she would have only gotten worse. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, like, I was a little, like, so at first I was a bit confused because, like, I saw that they, like, fell in the water, right? But, like, the description of them being in the water was a little, like, hard to read. I agree. I was a little confused because, like, oh, she's struggling and she's kicking and not moving. And she's, like, she's still attacking her. And I'm, like... But are you underwater or above water? I'm really confused. Yeah, it was confusing exactly like the like the physical act of what was happening in the water. Yeah. Plus there was a lot of like there was a lot of metaphor going on because like that voice that Tasha and like the dreams and the nightmares that Tasha had been having throughout the whole book, you kind of realize in the end that voice she was hearing in the darkness was always herself. Yeah. You know, and so that's the voice that she hears when she's drowning at the end. Yeah. Is is like that other part of her that's like seducing her, basically. Like, well, no, not seducing her, but you know what I'm saying? Like seducing yeah. her to like do bad things and like. Yeah, because it was like, a lot the, of that. What is it? She's like, this is not how I'm supposed to die. Like, this is not supposed to be the end of my story. Somebody will come to save me. And I'm like, nope, nope. <laughs> 
<laughs> no one's saving you now. <laughs> I was like, have fun dying. <laughs> but did you think that, like, like, what do you think happened to Becca afterwards? Do you think she was accused? Of killing... Of killing Tasha, Tasha or, of, like, pushing her in? I don't think so. Because they may or may not have been able to recover the tape. Because she said it was a dictaphone, which I'm... Is that, like, digital or, like, cassette tape? It could depend. It could be... Uh, I mean, depending on... I would hope it's, like, a modern one and it would be, but... Yeah, I'm not really sure. I just know that there's, like, enough evidence to probably show that, like, Natasha, like, manipulated everything. Because I'm sure, like, the smart thing would have been to... Did they fingerprint that light? Or the bar where the light was like did anybody think to fingerprint the light like i'm over here like who actually did it like true so maybe they go back and re-read the evidence and really determine that oh it was not Haley that killed like hannah that killed hannah that it really was natasha and that jenny and Haley actually didn't do anything wrong and the only jenny did but not anything wrong with Tasha. I mean, (laughs) in a way, yes, Jenny did do something wrong, but also the teacher had it within his power to be like, Oh, 100% the teacher. 100% the teacher. I agree. No, I agree. Who also died, which was, like, awful because he just couldn't stand, like, all of it and killed himself. I was like, well, this is wrecked. Because if you, well, in his mind, he thought because of him sleeping with Jenny... Then, like, Haley and Jenny went and tried to kill another student. Yeah. And, like, and then in turn trying to kill her again killed another student. So he blamed himself for everything. Yeah, which sucks. If you only held on for a few more days, you could (laughs) (laughs) have... I mean, he was still in a real bad situation in terms of, like, he had a family and kids and he cheated on her with a oh yeah 16 year old which you know what in the uk i think the age of consent is 16 or i think it's 16 i'm not i'm not sure i don't know the the i I feel like you told me that once age of consent is 16 but still he's a in a person like in a position of power like you said and like that's super super wrong yes but Plus, like, all the cocaine she was doing? God. Oh, my God. Those girls did so much drugs and smoked and stuff. Like, Becca I get that you can drink at, so what is the, the alcohol? 18. It's 18. And so they still weren't old enough to be drinking. No, I will say, though, like, smoking is a much bigger thing here than it is in the U.S. Like, half of my coworkers smoke, and they smoke a lot. And, like, you actually get designated breaks if you're a smoker. Like, if you're a smoker, you can, like, get extra breaks to go have a smoke. Interesting. Like, yeah, like, a lot of people smoke here in the UK. So it kind of does make sense that that a lot of, like, that Becca was smoking that much. But, dang, that girl, like, at 16, she's freaking chain smoking, like, every day. Like... (laughs) Well, at the one point, she's like, I'm now smoking 20 cigarettes. I was like, girlfriend, you're going to die. I was going to say, like, God, you're going to get lung cancer in a year from that. <laughs> like, I was like, and then she switched to rolled cigarettes that don't have a filter because she couldn't afford regular cigarettes. And I was like, now she's definitely getting lung cancer. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's I just, crazy. There was so there was a lot going on. And then, like, so many people involved and the book was just sort of like all over the place but i mean in the end it was a good book it was just like it, it was took just a while a, to get yeah. into and then it was a little difficult to follow in certain parts exactly it was it was a good book by the time you finished it yeah like from like i would say from like halfway on it was super 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 enjoyable to read and then it yeah. made the first half a lot better once you found out the end. Once you figured it out and you were like, oh, I was manipulated just as hardcore as Becca. Exactly. But I still don't like Becca. No, God, no. She was so I wanted to like her because I felt bad, but no. no, no. 
I, yeah, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, I wanted to like her so bad, but I was at the same time, I was like, you're, every time she made a, a nasty comment about Hannah, I wanted to reach in the book and slap her. I was like, she is your only friend. Yeah, like, like for real, like her only friend. I was like, it's her, so convenient. Because as, like, super gross and needy as she was with Aiden, like, not gross, but, like, she was being real extra in terms oh. of, like, Aiden. But he was also, like, kind of, like, a boring, like, boyfriend. <laughs> like, he was putting in bare minimum effort <laughs> into what that relationship. <laughs> yeah. What was it? Paul Rudd got a mean tweet one time but called him a boring vanilla dude. And I was like, that's how I feel about Aiden. Yes. Because, like, literally nothing that exciting about him. No, it, it really isn't. I was just no. like, dude, bare minimum yeah. effort. And Becca is... This girl was super needy. She she had a... She super had some jealous... Sh- yeah, she had some problems. Yeah. And Natasha knew that that jealousy streak ran deep, which is why she pursued Aiden yep. to, like, make her crazy. Oh, my God. All right. I don't know if I have anything else to say about this book. No, I think we pretty much said it all. I mean, would you, re- would you recommend this to anyone? Um, yes. I mean, in the end, it is a good book, and it mm-hmm. would be a quite an interesting film if they made this into a movie. True. I would like to see them do better with the first half, like make it a bit more interesting. And I think they probably could. So I feel like this book is good, but just remember that it does take some time to get like really going. Yeah. Well, they said they were going to do a Netflix movie of this Mm -hmm. I feel like a year or two ago Mm -hmm. but I don't know if that's still happening so maybe we'll see a movie maybe I mean I feel like it would make an interesting movie because it's very like it's got that like that thriller aspect to it it would be a really good like it would be like either a really good movie that you can kind of condense so it doesn't feel so slow Mm -hmm. or it would be like a good like 10 episode or like eight episode thing like series mm-hmm. but then you just have to be like no netflix don't renew it and screw it up like other shows <laughs> yeah so netflix did pick up the rights the movie rights to this book yeah um and they have some producers for it already this name looks in is there like a predicted time of when they would release it um, it says, uh, they picked it up two years ago, so. The book only came out, like, two years ago, so they must yeah. have picked it up right away. Yeah, so this article was in uh, Variety, and it came out in August of 2016, so, like, not even a full year. No, it was, like, six, was like yeah. six months after? Yeah, so. The book came out? Yeah, so the people we'll that are the producers on this were the creators, uh, Schwartz and Savage, who created Gossip Girl. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. that sounds about right up their alley. Yeah, so, and it's also Michael DeLuca who has done, who did the social network, Moneyball, and Captain Phillips. Hmm. And he also produced Fifty Shades of Grey and Inferno. So, I mean. Who knows? This could be very interesting because you've got like these other producers have worked on Monster High, the OC. Yeah. Like, maybe. We'll see. Yeah. So maybe we'll see a movie within the next year or two that has to do with this book. This is true. I apologize for all the motorcycles that keep driving by. I didn't know you lived in an area that was like a gajillion motorcycles. Well, and you know what's crazy is like the noise where it's coming from. It's like it's not even that close. Like it's not from the street noise this way. It's from the street noise that way, which is like down a hill. (laughs) I don't know, man. All right. 
Well, I think that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle at teatimewithkc. You can also chat with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash teatimewithkc. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, you can email us at teawithkc at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And don't forget to check out the podcasts on the geek to geek Podcast Network by visiting geek to geekcastcom And you can also chat with us in real time by downloading the Slack app and joining our Slack channel at geek to geekcastslackcom And apparently we also just added a Discord server that is also geek to geekcast So... I guess search for it on there. We'll, I've used Discord like twice, so I don't even we'll know. We'll include a link. We'll include a link. Yeah. So until next time, bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.